thought we could go a little long in worship today because I think the message is not very lengthy. Because I think it's been kind of preached through the whole time that we've worshipped him. You know, that's really what it should be. We should The word should be coming from the get-go all the way through. We're speaking the word, we're praying the word, we're declaring the word, we're believing the word. That's right. Everything we do is by faith. That's what my wife keeps telling me. Everything we do is by faith in the kingdom. Somebody went underwater this morning by faith. You know? You came to the kingdom by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. I wish we did more of that than the sight thing. But sometimes we tend to start walking in sight, what we can see, what we can touch, and what we can feel. And God says, no, we need to walk by faith. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Bible this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to be looking at uh, starting with the verse 7 and going through the, to the end of the chapter 18. And I want us to see about this, what this thing is, this treasure that we carry. Say treasure. treasure. See, a treasure is something very precious. Some of y'all have treasures at home. Some of you value some things. And maybe something your grandparents passed on to you. You have this, you value some things. And a treasure is something that you value, your prize. You can actually treasure your treasure. It's a noun and a verb. You understand that? You can treasure your treasures. You can, you can, the word treasure when in verb form is like to cherish, to value, to prize something. So you can cherish something that's a treasure to you. So that's, when we look at the, the term treasure or the word treasure in light of scripture, we see that, that God is, he put this treasure within us, the Bible says. So we're going to look at that and then we're going to see what, what happens when we understand and recognize this treasure that we're carrying this morning. Okay? Last week I talked about several things that are going to help us get to the next level. And, and the things that we should treasure as believers in their unity, unselfishness, integrity, our destiny, and even correction. We are, to, we are to treasure those things in our life. If we begin to treasure those things, we're going to begin to see God moving in our lives and take us to the next level. I don't know about you, but I, I, you know, I wanted to get out of school at some point. I wanted to graduate. And, and I think as Christians, we're in a continual graduation process. I think when you go to some, some of these classes, you go to the Heavenly Encounters or Freedom Foundations or Growth Track to Freedom or you come on Sunday morning or you come to Men's Bible Study or Ladies Bible Study, you go to CYA or you go to the pantry, you go to whatever you attend, whatever you're part of, all these things, God is using all those things to continue to keep you on that growth track, that maturing in, in faith. Listen, if you're doing, if you're going to something and you're not challenged by what you're going to and being a part of, I would say find something else to do. We don't have, we have precious little time here on earth. So we need to do things with intent. Everything that we do, we always look at it as, as elders, as, as pastors. We look at what are we doing and why are we doing it? Is it going to glorify God? Is it going to, is it going to continually equip the believers? And that's what we're about this morning. So we are, we're moving forward. Say, I'm moving forward. Verse seven of second Corinthians four says, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary listen extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as whose god's not ours okay so we're the, the first thing is is the the treasure that we carry so the treasure that i carry how many of you know, have you ever seen these signs and behind you going behind a minivan and they got one of these little triangles that says baby on board how many of you have one of those or you had one of those why did somebody put that on there? Why would somebody put that ridiculous sign on the back of their van or on the, on the back of their station or the car? Because they're, they're carrying what? 
precious treasure, a cargo. How many of you, when you have it, you, you buckle that child and you put them in the safety seat and you buckle them in, you make sure they're buckling just right. Do you drive differently when you've got a little, a little baby in the car with you or, than when you're by yourself? Most of us do. Why? Because we have treasure within. We want to take care of this treasure. And so God says, I've got this treasure. I put it within you. And we need to guard this treasure. We need to, we need to value this treasure. We need to walk with this treasure. We need to carry this treasure. How many of you have ever carried something's expensive like a picture or a mirror or something like that? What do the other people around you tell you to do? Be careful. If you drop that, that's very expensive. So we have these ideas of what treasures are and what we're supposed to do with treasures. But the Bible says in our clay pot, say I'm a clay pot, we carry this treasure. Now, what is the treasure? The treasure is this. The treasure is really the gospel, which is also Jesus Christ, which is also the Father, which is also the Holy Spirit, which manifests and, and lives in us and through us, okay? So we have the Trinity living within us. Which the Trinity includes the Word of God, because Jesus said, I am the Word become flesh. So we carry this treasure within us. A lot of people go, what's a treasure? Well, some commentators say it's the Word. Listen, when we carry the Word, we carry Jesus. When we carry Jesus, we carry the Holy Spirit. When we carry the Holy Spirit, we're carrying the Father. We, we, are, we are carrying this precious, awesome treasure within us. And we have to come to the realization that that is what motivates us. That is what empowers us. That's what gives us life. That's what gives us victory. It's Jesus Christ in, in living within us. And once we get that, listen, I know you're thinking, well, I know that. No, you know what? Most people don't understand that or they would be walking a different life. We would be walking in power. We would be walking in authority. We got to get that understanding this morning. So I'm just praying that in Jesus' name that you start to get a revelation that the, the treasure that God puts within us, these clay pots and our humanity, our flesh is the very living presence of God Himself. He chose clay pots, He chose earthen vessels. But you know the magnificent thing about it is? He also chose to put his own son in one of those same things. You ever think about that? We talk about we're clay pots. Well, he actually put his son. He said, I'm sending you to earth as a human being. You know, he's a clay pot, but guess what? He got broken, didn't he? He got broken in two. He, he was pierced for our, for our sins. He was broken and his body was broken for us. He was whipped. He, all these things were done to the clay pot that God put his son in so that we might have life everlasting. So we need to start by, number one, knowing the treasure that we carry. Now, every verse after this, so I'm going to read today, and we're going to go almost verse by verse, is going to be precluded by this statement. Because we carry this glorious treasure within. Because we carry this glorious treasure within. Verse 8 says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Say, quitting is not an option when we carry this inside when we have this treasure within us quitting is never an option why do we hear about suicide rates off the charts in our country because people said it's time to quit it's time to give up but we have this treasure that says no do not give up no matter what the pressures come no matter what the situations come in your life you've got this treasure within you that's an overcoming treasure you've got this power within you that's an overcoming power that you are not a quitter say i'm not a quitter it's not an option 
You know, the only thing we really need to, to quit at is quit trying to live the Christian life in our flesh. In that sense, I'm a quitter. We need to quit trying to live the Christian life in our flesh. This whole passage is about the flesh versus the power of God in us, the Spirit of God within us. And so many of us, we want to just roll over and quit when the when the obstacles come, when tribulations come. You know, Reggie could have said, well, I haven't played basketball in four years. I just think I'm done. No, he said, I'm not a quitter. You know, in the natural, he said, I'm not a quitter. But listen, he's letting the spiritual partner with the natural so that he can walk into the destiny that God's called him for. Because God says, listen, you've got a destiny. And until we understand that our destiny is more important than our, our possessions, we will always go, we will always live and fall by the, the circumstances and the things that we have or that we don't have. That was last week's message. We carry this because we carry this glorious treasure within. Verse 9 says, We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. Say this with me. We may get knocked down, but we're not out. Come on. We may get knocked down, but we're not out. See, we need to declare some things this morning. Some of you came in, man, you like, you look like you've been in a 12 round fight with, with, uh, with a heavyweight champion of the world. You've been beat up. But listen, I don't care. We gotta be like Rocky Stallone. We gotta get up off the mat and say, I'm not done yet. You get knocked down. Listen, the people, the people will always come against you. The enemy will always come against you. Christians will come against you. Religious people will come against you. And you gotta go, man, I've been, I've been, I've been beat up today. Been, Jesus says, listen, no, you've been persecuted. No, you've been by others. Listen, you may be knocked down, but you are not out. The Holy Spirit will give us power to get up off the mat. Amen? You know why he wants to do that? You know why he wants to get you back off the mat? Because so he can show his glory to the world. You know, Christians that get knocked down and stay down, they don't bring any glory to God. People go, well, what's his, what's his faith? Well, he's a Christian. He's a born again. He's spirit filled. Well, why is he down on the floor like that? Well, because he's been knocked down. He can't get up. We want to get him back up. Sometimes it's going to take you and me to help him get back up. We got to reach out and help him get up. We just don't want to kick dirt on him. I can't believe he can't get up. Come on, get up. No, we got to reach down and pray for them, love them, and help them get back up. Because it's a glory to God. All this is about his glory. Man, when we're living a life that's for ourselves, it's, it's, listen, it's going to be a dead-end street if you're just living for you. But if you're living to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, your life, I'm telling you, he, when you get knocked down, God's going to say, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Though you stumble, you're not going to fall. I got you. I'm going to raise you back up because I got more for you to do. So we don't, we, listen, we don't quit. And when we get knocked down, we don't, we, we don't stay down. We get back up. Amen? Because we carry this glorious treasure within. Look what he says in verse 10. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our what? Our humanity. Oh, we consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. Now, this, this sounds almost weird when, when he talks about death and life. But listen, because we carry this glorious treasure within us, we die to live. Say, I die to live. Say, I die to live. You see, until we understand that we have to die first before we can live, we're never going to live. 
You know, it it's, it's almost sounds like that just doesn't make sense. That's a contradiction. We have to die so we can live. But we have to. We have to come to the place where we crucify the flesh so the, so the, the life of Christ can rise up in us. Amen? See, you know, you don't understand if, you don't, if, you, if you're living in sin and you're walking in sin and you're allowing sin to dominate your life and not the Spirit of God dominating your life, you're going to be walking in what I would call a, 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 man, a contradictory life, a, a hypocritical life. When you allow sin to overtake you and overwhelm you and you stay there, it's kind of like staying down instead of getting back up. You know, we stay down in the flesh, but we get back up in the Spirit. And so God's, God, He's speaking through this scripture. He said, listen, if you're going to really live, you've got to die to yourself so you can live unto me. Right? Because our tendency is to take care of this. Our tendency is to please us. Our tendency is to elevate us, isn't it? And more, you know, in Philippians, Paul says to live is Christ and what? To die is what? Gain. Now, he was talking in that, in, in that verse. He was talking more so about eternal things. He's talking about dying here on earth so he would live in heaven. Right? But I want to tell you that it also means the same thing here on earth. If we were dying ourselves here, we will live. It will be gain for us here on earth. We don't have to wait to heaven to get the gain. A lot of people, well, I'm just going to live for Jesus here, and I'm just going to take it all, and, and I'll be knocked down, you know, but I'm just going to trudge my way, and hopefully one of these days he'll invite me into heaven when I die. Listen, he doesn't want you to live like that. He wants you to live in a successful life. He wants you to live a victorious life. He wants you to live a life that brings honor and glory to him. That's what he wants us to live, because we carry this glorious treasure within us. Romans 6.11 says, Likewise you also, this is Paul speaking again, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That word reckon, you know, that's, a, that's an accounting term. And, and it's just a factual, it's just you reckon that I, I'm, I'm dead to sin. See, some people say, well, I just, I just sin so much, I just sin all the time. Well, you know what? You're reckoning yourself a big sinner. But you need to start reckoning that God did already paid for that. That's not who you are anymore. That you're the child of the king. You're the child of the most high God. You're an heir of God. See what your accounting is? How are you counting things? Because he's called us to make... He says, I want you... There's an accounting that takes its place. You reckon yourself to be dead into sin. Even though you're still sinning, he says, reckon yourself to be dead to it. Listen, quit giving the enemy the, the foothold and the stronghold in your life to keep you down where you shouldn't be. He wants you to be up. So we die to live. We carry this glorious treasure within us. Look at verse uh, 13. We have the same... Oh, this is good. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the Scriptures when it says, First I believed, then I spoke in faith. Let me read that again. First I believed. Do you believe? Then why are you speaking in faith? If you really believe, if you believe that this is a treasure map to your life, if you believe this is the treasure map that will teach you, direct you, and empower you, if you believe this, and you say, well, yeah, I believe, then why aren't we speaking in faith? Why are we speaking? Why are we speaking the problem instead of the answer? Why are we speaking all, all the negative instead of the positive? You know, if there's death in life, is in the power of what? The mouth, the tongue. And we got to start changing those things the way we think. You know why? Because of what we carry. Because of what we carry. Who we carry. This precious cargo, this precious treasure within us. We are faith speakers. Say, I'm a, I'm a faith speaker. Whatever your situation is this morning when you were coming up here, I said, start speaking faith into that situation. Start speaking life into that situation. 
There's power in your words. You know, when you wake up in the morning, if you're, if you're anything like me and you're over 60, things don't work as well as they used to work. You may be a little sore when you wake up in the morning. You know, the worst thing you can do in the morning, oh, oh, man, I feel like I've been run over by a semi-trailer. Oh, man, did you get the license plate of that truck? Oh, which way is the bathroom, baby? Let's see if I can make it. Oh, I don't know what this day holds, but I don't know. I don't know if we can make it. I think I just want to go back to bed. If you want to get up and declare those things, guess what? You're going to have that day. You're going to have that same kind of day. You do need to be watching out for that truck. Because you just let the enemies come in and dictate your day. But faith-filled people, you wake up. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of sozo. Today is the day of healing. Today, listen, your mercies are new every day, every morning. You get up and you start speaking those things. I will promise you your day will change because of what you carry within you. Can you imagine Holy Spirit's within you and you get up and say, Oh God, I don't know what this day holds. And he goes, I do. He said, I know what it holds. I can see the future. I know what God has for you. I know His plans for you. They're to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future too. I know these things because I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm God. I can see the future. You might not can, but get up. Get up and start making declarations in your life. I am a child of the Most High God. This is the day He has ordered for me. He has ordered my steps today. I want to hear His voice today. He is going to guide me today. I want to be led by His Spirit because I'm a child of the Most High God. we got to change the way we... Th- Think, change the way we speak. And it's because of what we carry inside this treasure. This treasure. Let's wait. I, there's no telling how many times we all grieve the Holy Spirit. Just by our thoughts, by our words, by our actions. Throughout the day. We're always looking at the negative. Looking at the, oh, I wish I had this. There's nothing in my bank account. And we start whining. Listen, God responds to faith. Not, not whining and gripping and complaining. That's why we need to have faith-filled words. Don't you know God just like, wow, that's my kid. Did you hear that, Jesus? you hear what they were saying this morning? They were getting up saying, this is the day that I've made. And I've given this day to them, and I've got plans for them today. And these plans are to prosper them and not to harm them. Uh, I've got a good day set out for, for Harold. I've got a good day set out for Cecily. I've got a good day set out for, for Candy. I've got, I've got it all mapped out. I hope that they will jump in and get where I want them to be. I hope they will realize what they're carrying today. In Jesus' name. We're faith speakers. You know, he's quoting, Paul, Paul is quoting from Psalm 116, 10, when he said, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So I looked that one up. He says, even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. That's David. He said, even though I'm surrounded, we've seen that song, you know, I'm surrounded, you know, I'm surrounded. Listen, we're surrounded by God. He's within us. He's around us. He's upon us. And no matter what the enemy is going to throw at you, you've got to start speaking faith-filled words. You've got to start speaking faith-filled words. That's going to come when you recognize who lives in you. Some of you today, you're hurting, you're suffering because of what's what's in your heart. There's going to be faith-filled words that are going to replace all that. 
They're going to start overtaking all the pain and all the suffering in Jesus' name. You know why it says? Because we have the spirit of faith within us. Say spirit of faith. Think about that. We have the spirit of faith in us. We, we didn't have to. We don't have to. Oh, God, give me faith. Give me faith. Give me faith. No, he said, all right, I've already given it to you. Give me favor. Give me favor. I've already given that to you. Heal me. Heal me. I've already healed you. Provide for me. I've already provided for you. You just got to get in line with me. Amen. Luke 6, 45 says, A good man out of the good treasure. Say good treasure. Out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So what's in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. That's a whole other message. But it's important that we understand within these clay pots, what should come out of our mouth should be G-O-O-D. Should be good. I'm a faith speaker because the spirit of faith lives in me. Can you say that? I'm a faith speaker because the spirit of faith lives in me. Amen. Because we carry this glorious treasure within, verse 15 says, Yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more people, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing Him even more glory. Because we carry this glorious treasure within this church, we know how God works in us. You hear me? Who, who teaches us all things? The Holy Spirit. So when we walk out of here today and we start partnering with the, with the enemy, God's going to say, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 you know how I work. That's not how I work. I mean, everything I'm doing is for your good and for my glory. Everything. Say everything. Everything he does is for your good. Think about it. And his glory. When every, when things are going, when, listen, when he's blessing you, you're walking in the blessings, you're walking in obedience, you're walking in the understanding of the word of God, you're walking knowing what the treasure is within you. Listen, when you're walking that way, God's going to bring, he's going to reach so much glory from that. Because people are going to say, what is, what have you got that I don't have? Well, I'm not perfect, but I'll tell you what I got in me. I got the light of Christ in me. And when I, when I crack, when something hits me and, and I'm blindsided and the enemy blindsides me, instead of reacting with, with hatred and with, with anger, with, with, a, with, a, with a bad heart, with a bad attitude, and when that crack shows up, I just let the, let the light of Christ shine through me. Because we all get cracked, don't we? We all get hit. We all get blindsided, right? We all know Romans 8.28, or many of you, maybe some of you don't know it, but it says we know all things, that all things work together for the good to those who what? Love God. Listen, listen, this doesn't work for everybody. (laughs) It just works for those who love God and are called according to His his purpose, not your purpose, His purpose. So we we try to, we like to take these verses where everything works together for the good. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It only works together for the good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. That way you can see, listen, when you think things are horrible and, and you, you see we have this limited knowledge, we have this limited understanding, but that we, we know what's within us and Holy Spirit said, just hang on, just hang on. You may not see the good yet, but it's going to happen. It may not be this year, it may not be next year, but I've got good coming for you because I want to bring glory to myself through the good that I'm bringing to you. But see, we've got to trust Him in that. We've got to believe, we've got to have faith thoughts. We have to have speaking faith. We have to have that kind of faith. To see what he's going to bring because we know how he works in us. We know how the enemy works and we let him have his way with us so much. Now we need to let, we know, we know how God works in us and through us for his good and his glory. For our good and his glory. Amen. 
we carry this glorious treasure within. Verse 16 says, so no wonder we don't give up. I love this. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. Listen, because we carry this glorious treasure within, we are renewed daily. You know, I've never saw that verse like that. It didn't say we had to work to get renewed. It just says we're renewed daily. And, and I know we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, but God is always working in us. Even when we don't think He is, even when we don't know He is, He says in His Word, I am renewing your spirit daily. I am working in you daily, every day. You know what the problem is? We don't recognize it. We don't listen. We don't pay attention. And God says, I am renewing you every day. And that's why Paul says, don't give up. Don't give up. I want to speak to you fathers this morning. When the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, I want to tell you, don't give up. I want to tell you when, when your children are wandering away from the Lord or they've never come to the Lord, I want to tell you dads this morning, don't give up. When your finances don't look good and you don't, you, you wonder where your next, how you're going to pay your next bill, don't give up. When thing, when your health seems to fail, I want to tell you dads this morning, don't give up. And the same holds true for moms and everybody else in here. We are not people that quit because of the treasure that we carry within us because he's not a quitter how many of you god spoken to you before when you wanted to quit and god says "Uh, uh, uh-uh no 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 i want you to stay true to the end scripture after scripture says stay true to the end hold tight hold fast to the end he said don't be a quitter Keep it. Keep the faith. Paul says, I'm keeping the faith. I'm running the race until you tell me it's over. God is I'm listen. We're not waiting for the fat lady to sing. He's the one that says when it's over. He's the one that dictates when it's over. So if you're still leaving living and you're still breathing this morning. Yeah, that's all of you. He's saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Some of you may say, well, pastor, you don't. I don't care. Don't give up. But pastor, you don't know what so-and-so said. Don't give up. Because what the treasure is within you is saying the same thing I'm telling you. Don't give up. Holy Spirit's not going to give up. He's not going to leave you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. That means he didn't give up. You know, he doesn't just one day go, I just can't believe they're this so disobedient. I'm done with them. I'm out of here. We do that, but God doesn't. He doesn't leave us or forsake us. He's with us till the end of the age. Isn't that, a, isn't that a comfort today? Even when you thought about giving up, he said, uh-uh, don't give up. Don't stop. Be renewed every day. Every day. Verse 17. Because we carry this glorious treasure within, it says we, Paul says, we view our slight. Listen to how he, listen to how he speaks. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as a substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention. Listen to this. We don't focus our attention on what is seen and what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but this unseen realm is eternal. He had been beaten, shipwrecked, whipped, left for dead, stoned. You you name it, it, it happened to him. And he said, this, this light, temporary trouble. <laughs> wow. What an example he was. 
Because we carry this glorious treasure within us, we need to focus on the eternal. We need to focus on the eternal. If we are aware of our internal treasure, then our focus will not be on the external, but on the eternal. If we recognize this internal treasure that we have, church, we're not going to focus on our circumstances or the external. We're going to focus on the eternal. Because He's got us for eternity. He's got you covered for eternity, not just temporarily. He's just not a temporary fix-it God. He's not a handyman. He comes in and He takes care of everything. Everything. We have to focus on the eternal he said, listen, he said, when all these troubles are coming, I still see glory. I still see eternity out there. I see what God's got for. He's got waiting for me. And I, I'm excited for what he's got. But, but all these things are happening to you. I don't care because I know what my end result is. I know where my destination is. I know where my eternal home is. Have you ever just sat down and, and just talked to some people and just began to talk about heaven? I did that the other day with some people. We just started talking about heaven. It's good for you because it starts making your mind go, woo. Because I was thinking of all the people that I want to meet when I get to heaven. I was thinking about tracing out my roots. Who, who told my mother, my grandmother and her mother? I mean, how did, how did it trickle down to me to know Jesus Christ when my mother taught, taught me about Jesus? I want to check out my roots when I get to heaven. It's going to be a lot better than that. Whatever that is, 23 me, not, you know, my heritage. I want to meet, I want to meet Abraham. I want to meet Paul. I want to meet Peter. I want to get, I, I, I've told people I think it's going to be like six flags. There's going to be a line and there's going to be a booth and that's, that's where Simon Peter's booth is over here and there's a line that, well, how's long is the wait? They're going to have a little sign that says one million years. <laughs> okay. I'm not in any hurry because a million years is like nothing. Next. Uh, hey, uh, uh, okay. I gotta go. <laughs> That's just the way I think. Because, and we're going to be walking around this. Listen, we're going to be walking. Look at this ugly brown carpet. It's going to be like gold. We're going to walk around on gold. I, I, I see it as like that clear kind of gold. You know, we see through it. And that the walls are going to be like jasper and sapphires and diamonds and jewels. And the, the gates are, are a big pearl, like a giant pearl. And I'm thinking, wow. And then there's going to be angels everywhere. And there's going to be this music. And there's going to be this feast. There's going to be this food. And you don't have to watch what you eat. You know? You don't have to what? You don't have to worry about your health. You nobody's gonna be walking around, you know, on wheelchairs in heaven. Nobody's gonna be blind in heaven. There's gonna be doctors and nurses being on call in heaven. Listen, you start thinking about heaven, it kind of makes you think, well, that's why Paul said to live as Christ and to die as gain. Let me get out of here. Start thinking about eternity when in the light of your circumstances this morning, because it's gonna be a, a, the best that we can describe it. It's gonna be a billion times better. The best that we can describe it. Oh, man. No, I'm not leaving yet. Does that make you want to go to heaven, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go on about heaven. Wow. No tears. No more cancer. No more sorrow. No more pain. Paul said, we, we view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. Paul said, I can go on. I can keep doing this because I know what's waiting for me. You can keep going. You don't have to quit because you know what's waiting for you. 
That's why Paul said, man, kill me. It don't matter. If you, I'm going to preach Jesus. You can kill me. I'm just going to go be with him. But if you don't kill me, I'm going to stay here and preach him so more people can come with me. It's his attitude. It should be our attitude this morning. And finally, I want to go back to the first verse. Because we carry this glorious treasure within, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary, say extraordinary, the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's and not ours. We will operate out of the overflow. When we get a revelation of who Jesus is and the treasure that we carry, we're going to start operating out of the overflow. You know what operating out of the overflow for me is like? I don't have to sweat it. I don't have to work at it. I don't have to work hard at it. I just let it be. I just be. Say, I can just be. I just be. He's, he's called you. He called you. He's given you a personality. He, he puts the treasure within you. Now he says, now I want you to be a vessel for me. I want, he said, he's looking for warm-blooded vessels. He's looking for people that can breathe. He's looking for people that say, here's the habitation. Would you come live in me? Because when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, that's what you're saying. Come and take up residence here. Now, this is a revelation that God gave me. I was sharing with Mary Lou last night. This just happened. But 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Say, I'm a building. Say, I'm God's building. Now, now think about that. I want to read another verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? That treasure that is in you. You're, you're what? You're a temple. Say, I'm a temple. Okay, God had a, a temporary tabernacle, right? Then he said, I want a permanent temple. He said, built a term, permanent temple. But when Jesus came, he said, I want to destroy that temple, and I'm going to raise it up in three days. The temple was Jesus Christ. And he said, now you are the temple of God, and I'm going to come to reside in you. Amen? Who lives in you? Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, right? Now, did he, did he purchase your building? Yes, he did. What was the price? His life. He paid for your building. He's, this is not a rental. Say, I'm not a rental. This is a permanent dwelling place. So who lives in the permanent dwelling place? The one who bought the building. Now, the one who bought the building, guess what he can do in the building? He's going he's gonna to work out of the building. He's going to work out of the building. If you'll let him work out of this building that you've already said was his, and you'll quit taking back some of the building... And you'll quit, you'll quit uh, uh, grabbing this, this part of the building. Well, you know, Jesus, I said this was yours, but I want to hang on to this part. The recreational area is mine. He said, no, 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 no. No, you gave me the whole building. When you said yes to me, this is my building. See, if we start understanding that he has ownership, that we have given him ownership, he didn't take it, we gave it to him. And he wants to work out of your building. And there's an overflow that's going to come when you let God work out of your building. And guess what? He's a really good worker. He's the great boss. And what he's going to do, direct you in the building, he's going to tell you your building, well, I think we need to move here. I think we need to go there. I think we need to do this. I think we need to do that. He's going to direct us as buildings, as temples. Because he said, you gave me the right to live there. Some of us act like it's a rental. And sometimes, oh, God, you didn't do enough for me this, this month, so I'm just going to kick you out. Guess what? He does not leave. He does not leave. He's like that bad that renter that you, you know, doesn't pay rent. You want to get them out, and you can't get them out. They're just going to stay. Well, he's a good renter. The fact, he's the owner. 
We have to move past the mentality that God's renting our building to the fact that He owns us. And once we get to that place that He owns us, He's going to work out of His building and it's going to be an overflow. And it's going to, make, it's going to be easy for you and me. And we're going to grow, we'll expand, we'll go to the next level because we're letting God do it. Would y'all stand? We have the ministry team. I know it's almost 12. And I know restaurants are going to be packed today because it's Father's Day. So we can just stay here another hour and give them time to leave. I heard somebody say that San Angelo is one of the longest waits for a restaurant in, the, in, the, in Texas. What I heard. Or maybe that was Austin. <laughs> Middle of nowhere. It's, it's everywhere we go. We think a 15 minute wait is, ah, oh, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. We carry a valuable treasure this morning. What are you going to do with that treasure? That's the question. What are you going to do with the treasure within you? Are you going to allow that treasure, Jesus, to change your life? Will you have a revelation of it? Will you get a revelation of it this morning that that's why he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? Hmm. Because he's the boss. He owns my building. Spell your heads. First of all, if you've never surrendered the title to your property to Jesus and given him your life that invitations for you if you're here this morning maybe you're here because it's Father's Day and you thought well I'm going to go with my dad and, or maybe you're with one of the children it doesn't matter if you're here this morning you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior he wants to take up residence in the clay pot that jar of clay that he's given you it's called our bodies he wants to come and live inside you he wants to direct your steps. He wants to make your life amazing through His grace. So if that's you this morning, you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to take a step of faith and come down the aisle. Just come down one of the aisles and find one of these folks in the front that have uh, they have a lanyard on that says they're on the ministry team. If that's you this morning, I'm just going to ask you to step out and come. This is your day. We talk about a Father's Day to remember. The Father's Day. Step out and come. You see these people get baptized just because they made a choice. One day, they say, I surrender all. I give my life to Christ as best I know how. And then you start to walk. That's you this morning. Step out and come. We want to pray for you. There's nothing they would rather do than pray for somebody to receive Christ this morning. Anybody? So, Father, I thank you for this day. And I ask that you move in our hearts to give us the revelation of who you are. That we are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ because of who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You need prayer this morning for anything. I know you many of you came forward earlier, but if you need prayer for anything this morning, we want to pray with you. We have these awesome people that love Jesus. They want to see you healed, set free, delivered, saved, whatever it is you need. They want to partner with the Word of God, with the Holy Spirit, to give you what you need this morning. So if that's you this morning. You don't know, 
you just have a need. Maybe it's a physical need, an emotional need. Maybe you're a dad here this morning. Your, your kids are separated and you're estranged from family. You just want somebody to pray with you because I believe that God's the God that restores. You know, He wants to work in you and through you, bring glory to Him. There's nothing more glorious than a restored family when God's in the middle of it. Thank you, Jesus. You need help this morning. You need prayer. You need anything from the Lord today. We will. We want to partner with the, with the Word of God. And we want to partner with the Holy Spirit to pray for you. Step out and come. We ask men to come to men and women to men, women. If we have a couple, couples to couples.